Hey, Sailorville friends and beyond who are watching, listening to this podcast, wherever you are, uh, out for a drive, a jog, maybe sitting in front of your computer, maybe you just got some headphones in, sitting on the couch watching your kids or vacuuming or whatever you're doing. So glad that you're with us here in this medium and uh, really a privilege to have you here. Um, I am Jason Jackson. I'm on staff here at Sailorville as the discipleship pastor, and I love, love, love my job. And part of the reason I really enjoy it is because I get to do things like this with uh, some really special people. This young lady next to me is Lori Tashner. David is her husband. David and Lori have been a part of Sailorville for several years now. In fact, Lori, my wife Meredith and I got here about five years ago, and you were some of the first people that we met. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about how long you've been at Sailorville, and, uh, and then what fills you up? What is it that you just love doing? People that are around the church building and the services and stuff, we, we see you all the time. But tell us what you love doing around here after you tell us a little bit about how you got to Sailorville. We've been attending Sailorville for 13 years now. Whoa. And um, we just loved it from the first visit on. We've just loved this place, and we've loved the people. We love the preaching. We love the gospel being shared every Sunday, every time. Mm. And from there, I love just being able to meet people every Sunday, being out, hanging out in the foyers, and... Um, just getting involved with people, getting to know them, having coffee with them, mm. doing Bible studies with ladies and uh, discipleship, um, just being involved in different ministries here at Sailorville, such as gospel-centered recovery, the um, counseling ministry, and... Um, um, you guys are just, all, yeah, you're all over the place. Evangelism and is evangelism. a huge heartbeat and discipleship, That's, of course. And yeah. one of the things that I notice when I see you and David together, but specifically you, is that you just love people. I mean, you're always around people. And I don't follow you around town or anything, but I know that you spend a lot of time specifically with ladies, uh, helping them understand God's will for their lives, whether they know Jesus yet or, or they don't. Um, you just spend a lot of time helping, especially ladies, know how to be more like Jesus, don't you? Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about, um, you mentioned Gospel-Centered Recovery, GCR. What's that all about, and, and how does that fill you up, you and David, together? Sure. Um, I personally have been involved with recovery for 28 years. And in those recovery rooms, the Bible is just not something you would ever see. Uh. The name of Jesus is a name you would never hear spoken. And... There's been some alternatives that have come out, but it's still um, not what we have here at GCR. GCR is a gospel-centered recovery. We have um, large group teaching. Mm -hmm. We have some of our finest pastors coming and teaching from the Word of God. We're going right now through the book of Acts. Yeah. We just finished John. Yeah. And so each week we're doing another chapter in a large group setting, men and women. And then we break off yeah. into small groups. And that's where really the fellowship happens. Um, groups of five or less of women meeting with women and men going off to meet with men. And we talk about struggles, we talk about victories, we talk about the Word of God, we read the Word of God, we pray together, and then we just talk about um, some questions that either the speaker will present, we'll go around. Mm -hmm. But we also talk about some, some hardships that we face during the week, pray for one another, we get connected, and we meet during the week. Yeah. It's just a fantastic ministry here at Sailorville and really beyond Sailorville, too. And you and David have been involved in it from the beginning along with another team, you know, along with your team of people that, that come alongside of you and you work with. And 
And we just hear great stories out of it almost every single week. In fact, lives are being changed because it's gospel-centered. And then the recovery is, is actually happening, isn't it? People are um, getting, uh, getting their, their lives right before God and replacing the addictions and some of the uh, life-dominating sins with, with Christ on the throne of their lives. And it's just so exciting to, to see that. And thanks again for being a part of that and uh, for really kicking that off here at Sailorville. Um, you know, Laura, you talked about being involved in recovery for 20-some years now, mm-hmm. like personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, we don't know each other super well, and certainly some of our people know you and, and your story a little bit more, but can you just give us a brief flyover of, wh- like, what does that look like, recovery for 20 years? Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just have a conversation with me, and, you know, these people sort of listen and watch in, but what is the, what is the Lori Tashner... God's story of recovery over the last 20 years look like? Yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's been necessary for me um, to be around other people that struggle, uh. um, that they understand what it's like um, to have someone in my life that holds me accountable. That's really important. Um, and then meeting in the same place at the same time, face-to-face with people uh, throughout the week again, just um, talking about you know, the right things instead of doing the wrong things. Uh-huh. And so a lot of it came as just new information to me. I didn't understand a lot of the things that I'd learned over these years. And so growing up, you know, I wasn't applying those things. I was getting caught in all the wrong doors. And, and uh, so finally, just coming out of that recovery into what we can have today at, at GCR, it, there's, I don't know that there's anything like it. It's yeah. just, you know, an amazing place to be able to open the Word of God mm. and to know that this is where our help comes from. Wow. Our help comes from the Lord. Yeah. And uh, without the Lord, without the Spirit of God moving in hearts, there is no sobriety. Mm. It's just temporary, and it's, it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. That has really become uh, your your life, uh, your life motto in a sense, right? Without the Word of God, without Christ and His character in my life, nothing, nothing lasts. None of this lasts. Relationships don't last. Sobriety don't doesn't last. Uh, you know, addiction recovery won't last without the tethering to Scripture and Christ's character in that. And um, uh, I just love watching that in in your life, David's life together, and the people that you influence. It's re- this GCR group has really become. This is not a promo for GCR video here, but <laughs> but it really kind of is because that's become your uh, your community, uh, your cell group in a sense. I mean, these are the people that are closest to you. You do life together with them, uh, not just in that Tuesday evening meeting, but you know, like day to day, right? Right. Where where Lori did your heart come from? to disciple specifically women? Where did, where did that come from? Were you discipled or do you wish you were discipled? And why is this a big deal for you right now with your passions? Sure. For me, I was discipled. I needed to be discipled. Uh-huh. I became a Christian and I knew going into a room of Christians right away that I, there, was, there was a distance between me and everyone else. and I, I knew nothing. Um, I couldn't even converse, <laughs> and so I, I simply asked the pastor's wife if she would disciple me, and she took me aside, and we opened up the Word of God for many, many weeks, and she just stayed with me. She answered questions for me, um, and it was so helpful to me to be able to come to sit at the table and be able to understand the language that was being, you know, expressed, and, and not—it wasn't intentional. It was just— 
there's there's some terminology that yeah. I wasn't even familiar with. There were some yeah. practices, some disciplines I wasn't yeah. even aware of. Yeah. And so it was extremely helpful to me. So for me, my heart is for those women that are going through the same. And uh, just to give them kind of a helping hand to kind of understand just the basic principles of Christianity. So whether it's going through a Bible study with them, by the grace of God, getting to lead them to Christ, yeah. or possibly just staying with them, you know, rather than leaving a, a, a baby yeah. that needs milk, yeah. uh, they need to be fed. Yeah. And so at that point, you know, just, just helping them grow into disciples who make other disciples by the glory of God. That's a great analogy that, you know, not leaving people spiritually as just babies that, that, that you know, can only, can only digest milk. You know, that discipleship is helping people live more like Jesus, be more like Jesus, learn about Jesus, and then put that into practice. And, and there is a progression in that, right? There's, a, there's the milk, and then there's beyond that. And, uh, you know, you've, you've been meeting with several of these ladies for, for a long time, and you continue to do that. And I bet you've seen some huge transformation in the lives of people that you meet with over, over the months and even years. Haven't you? Most definitely. What are some, just give us a good story. Well, I think one of the things that blesses my heart, I remember Pastor Chuck saying, it's beautiful when you lead someone to Christ, but when they lead someone to Christ, Uh, it's magnificent. It is just, uh, and at this point, that's what's, that's what's happening. Can you say that again? Because that's just gold. And like, I don't, people that are watching or listening, like hit the rewind for 60 seconds and just listen to this part again because what you just said is amazing what what did pastor chuck tell you and how have you seen that in your life Mm -hmm. he did say that when you lead someone to christ it is an honor it truly is Um, but when they lead someone to christ that's where you not only you see their fruit but you see the fruit of this new believer coming into the fold and also being fed and what a privilege it is as i've discipled now they're discipling someone who is discipling someone who is now discipling someone. Wow. Several generations of discipleship. And yeah. That's, that's like the Second Timothy 2-2 two, two thing, actual, in, in actual visual right here in front of us. You know, Paul, Timothy, faithful men, others, that whole four-part progression. That's really cool. So you're like a spiritual grandmother, great-grandmother, and great-great-grandmother. I don't, you're not old enough to be great-great-grandmother, <laughs> I guess. But that is so cool. I love that. Um, this last Sunday here at Sailorville, we were in this series. We continue to be in this series, preaching series in First Thessalonians, uh, living in light of the Lord's return, right? Yes. And uh, we were in chapter 3 specifically. And talking about suffering and sorrow and pain and trials and uh, some of the things that God allows and maybe even causes in our lives that are things that we wouldn't choose. But, but maybe having a different perspective on those things and considering them as gifts uh, to use for others and gifts that are given to us for our growth, to grow our, our faith. First um, Thessalonians chapter 3, those, those first five verses. And of course, Paul, the Apostle Paul, talks a lot about his relationship with other people. And, and even in this passage, um, one of the reasons why he's going through some suffering is because he's had to send some of his dearest friends away, his children in the faith, really, Timothy specifically, to go and check in on some other people. Um, talk a little bit, Lori, if you can, and this is not scripted and we haven't gone through this, you know, you and I, so this is just a conversation, right? But I just value your, your, your insights and stuff like this. Talk a little bit about suffering and, and, and how we can have that perspective of, we are forsaken sometimes, 
for the sake of others. Just to, just unpack that a little bit, maybe in your own life or or specifically from Sunday, what you heard and what you what you walked away with. Sure. Um, in my life, God has brought many trials, so He's allowed them to be a part of my life, and each trial has brought a new awareness of the Lord, of His purpose for my life, of my own sin, mm. and exposed many things throughout. Um, I would say my first trial in 2011 when I was struggling, um, that one revealed just a, a clear dependency that I have to have on the Lord. Um, I, I was so um, aware that Christ had suffered far greater. He gave me that as I was suffering, and I was able to just fix my eyes on him and not on my circumstances. That was so important for me. And then the next trial came was unbelievable because not only did it involve me, but it involved many people from this church. Mm -hmm. And I'll just never forget the love that I was given through God's word and through his people. Um, as I was um, bedridden for four months, um, David had to work. And so that left me at home and um, the women of this church um, just continue to come every day and night. We had a calendar, and it was filled completely for four oh, months. It was never wow. a day that I was alone. The women came. They prayed over me. They sang. Uh. Uh, they read scripture. They cooked. They cleaned. Um, they took care of all of our needs, and it was just unbelievable. Wow. I mean, I understand a weekend. Yeah. Okay, you're better now, but for four months, and it never stopped. And I was, I was truly humbled by God during that time. And I was also challenged with fear. Huh. That was one of the sins that got exposed to me during that time. And that was um, partially medication, mm -hmm. partially circumstances I had my eyes on. And just being driven into the Word of God for the answers. I praise God that He never let me go. Huh. He drew me closer to Himself through the Word. And uh, I found myself in James, First Peter, the mm -hmm. Psalms, Job. Um, and just seeking God for the answer. And... At the end of it all, learning that not only did I need to um, just surrender mm. to whatever God calls me to, but to thank Him for it and see that He has wow. a purpose in it. And that, that, that changed everything. When I became grateful for my trials, I understood that you know, God has a reason for everything He does. Mm. So I was very grateful for that. And, uh, and then probably most recently was when I was diagnosed with COVID. Yep. And um, my husband also had COVID. So again, the grace of God, uh, David was able to stay home with me to care for me. And uh, otherwise, I don't know too many people that would have wanted to stop by <laughs> at that time. So at any rate, he was amazing. And um, what God did at that time was, okay, you know these things to be true. Uh -huh. Now put them into practice. Yeah. And so again, just being driven to the Word of God, just pleading with the Lord um, to reveal whatever sin is in my life that I need to repent of mm. uh, and to reveal His love to me. And He certainly did those things. And again, just just, just knowing that God determines it, our steps. We, we can make the plans, yeah. but God determines. And yeah. um, if He were to call me home that... that uh, you know, that is certainly his will. And I, to be absent from the body is to be present, <laughs> present with the with Lord. Lord. Yeah. Yes. So. Laurie, that's just, um, man, that's, that's so rich just to hear you talking about that. Like, like you are, I, there's several things there. The acknowledgement 
that fear exists mm -hmm. and that fear can be a sin, mm -hmm. can distract us from Christ and distract us from doing the will of God, uh, to call it what it is, to confess it, repent from it, um, and uh, the, the, just the, the aspect of, uh, of the community, the body of Christ that helped you in that. And I'm, and I'm sure you were an incredible help to them even as they came over. You probably don't even know how much you blessed people when they were in your home during some of those times. The acknowledgement of God's grace even in, I mean, you said it's so, God was so gracious. David had COVID at the same time. I mean, who says, thank you, Lord, for my struggles and suffering? And yet that's what you're saying. What a perspective to wake up in the morning and to say, God, thank you for my suffering. And I would yeah. like to just also say, not just the women of the church, but unbelievable, the staff, the pastors of our church. Um, it's hard for me to express my gratitude when I think of the love that was shown me um, as they all piled into the <laughs> church van. <laughs> And uh, it was dark days. It was yeah. probably near the end for me at one point in my last trial. COVID was okay. Praise yeah. God, I made it through that. But the trial pre previous to that, um, I think that we all knew that I was probably not going to survive that one. And by God's grace, I did. But in the interim, the, the, the pastoral staff, they came over and uh, they just, they gathered around the bed. And um, Pastor Pat came in and he said, Tell us what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I told him, um, I'm struggling. I'm mm -hmm. struggling with fear. And rather than saying, that's okay, he said, that is sin. Mm. And why don't you go ahead and just confess that to the Lord right now, and then we'll go ahead and have you pray. Yeah. And I was so grateful for that. Huh. Um, and then at that point, we all went around. Everyone prayed. Um, we sang, we cried. Yep. It was it was almost a saying goodbye. Um, but what I got from that was just the love of the body of Christ. Yeah. Between those women coming over and the pastoral yeah. staff, I was overwhelmed by the love that I was shown. Mm. Um, I just don't want to take that ever for granted. I praise God for everyone here at Sailorville Church. And I have been extremely blessed by you all. And I'm mm. just so thankful for that. Well, praise the Lord, Lori. Uh, I was in one of those groups at one point, piling out and then back into the van after yes. hanging out with you uh, and a bunch of other people at one point. And I, I remember vividly getting back into the 15-passenger van, and most of our guys on staff and the guys that were in that at uh, in that van at that point, just bawling their eyes out and and praising God for you and how you were walking through this. Uh, you were, in a sense, forsaken for the sake of others. We learned from your struggles. Your suffering, in a sense, was a gift to us, and I've not forgotten that. And And I know that there are other people, you know, in your world that have blessed you in, in ways that, um, that we don't even know about, but you have blessed so many. Um, I, I'm picking up on a couple themes here, Lori, just sort of some bullets. N number one, um, how, to, how to walk through struggles, how to walk through suffering. A strong sense of, of um, respect and the transforming power of God's word in your life. So being chained to scripture, okay, number one, the Bible. Number two, 
a strong uh, community around you of believers, right? Pouring into you and being poured into by them. And then number three, a an attitude of um, humility and gratitude, if you can say it that way, for the things that God causes and allows in your life. And that's that's just so uh, it's so it's so rich. It's so authentic. It's so encouraging. Um, and I think, my goodness, for people that are watching and listening that are either coming out of a trial or in one right now or about to go in one, right? Mm-hmm. Those just those three points of conversation, a strong value in God's word, a strong uh, passion for for the community of faith, and then an attitude and a perspective of gratitude for the suffering and struggles that God has allowed us. Uh, I think that could be life-changing for some some people watching and listening. So thank you. If, if that's all we do, that's just amazing right there. And I'm just, I'm walking away just very grateful. Um, the second part of the message, you know, God forsakes us, or, or we are forsaken sometimes for the sake of others. And then uh, we are uh, are destined for testing. You know, it shouldn't surprise us when we go through trials of various kinds, James says, uh, for the growth of our faith. Now, you're not perfect, right? But no. But you're growing. You didn't have to. You didn't have to agree on that one. <laughs> um, but you're growing. How, just if you can, just put into a couple sentences. How have trials and struggles and your response to those actually helped you grow in your faith? Because the the response to trials and suffering um, probably reveals how much impact that suffering and trial has had in our lives. The way we grow, the way we react to it, reveals the actual result of that trial in our lives. So, so how has God used suffering and trials in your life to, to specifically to grow your faith in him? Right. Does that make sense? It does. And I think, had it not been for trials, uh, I don't think I would have. Wow. I don't think I would have. I thought, you know, I, things were going pretty well, coasting right along, and then all of a sudden, down. And... I am so thankful for each and every trial because I realized, apart from him, I could do nothing, first of all. And second of all, apart from his word, I wouldn't have any idea the purpose for suffering. God taught me so much as I read James, count it all joy when we meet trials, not if we meet trials. And so I was so thankful for the word of God. And again, in 1 Peter, he talks about that the testing of our faith, the genuineness of our faith. When we meet that hard road, which direction are we going to go? Are we going to run for this world and the things of this world? Are we going to run to the Word of God? Because that's where our hope is. And I praise God that He just drew me ever so close to Himself through His Word. And He kept me there, and I just devoured the Word. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And I was so thankful for that, that it strengthened my face and faith and help me to understand my sin in a whole new realm as well looking at sin as fear is very prideful Uh. and I understand that today a lot more and that I'm not I'm not trusting God and I've got my eyes on my circumstances rather than on him and so that was extremely vital in my walk with the Lord and to be able to teach women that today Mm -hmm. everyone struggles we Mm -hmm. all do and so I'm just thankful for what God is continuing to show me I'm not I'm not arrived I'm not there but what I've learned thus far has been so helpful for me to help others and in knowing where their help lies 
and pointing them in that direction. Yeah, and you have, you've pointed people in that direction by your words, your life, your authenticity, the way you point them back into scripture and, and imitating Christ's character. And uh, that's just been fun to see. Laurie, what, what are you excited about? What's coming up? What are you looking forward to? I don't have an answer here. I'm not, I don't have something on paper or anything like that. But what, what gets you excited? What are you really looking forward to in the future? Well, today I'm looking forward to meeting with the young lady after we meet here and, um, and, and um, just going through the scriptures with her. I'm looking forward to tonight. Our GCR meeting starts yep. at 630 tonight. Yep. Uh, I'm just looking forward to Rejoice that's coming up. I yeah. am so excited about yeah. that event. Rejoice is a huge event here at Sailorville for Our Ladies, an evangelistic event, uh, two nights. You know, hear stories, testimonies, music, great, great, great stuff. Yes, and so many other things that God has in store, and I'm just excited to find out where he's leading. I just, I get excited about just meeting with women every day of the week. Um, going through the Word of God, just talking about their family, their lives, their interests, their concerns, their cares, uh, their trials. Yeah. And uh, just to try, I pray, that it would be an encouragement to them each day. And as they are to me as I meet with them, I'm so blessed. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's, I, I love, you know, right away after this, you're meeting with somebody, and then another meeting later on tonight, and then several things stacked up through the rest of the week. Thanks for being an example of that, and you know, you're practicing what you preach, and you're living out what you say you believe, and um, that's just really cool. So thank you. Thanks for sharing that with us. Okay, last words. You know, let's, let's say maybe just specifically to the people that are watching here, if, if you had 30 seconds of a conversation with them, and you, you, that's all you had. And they said, Lori, just tell me something rich that I need to walk away with. I mean, and there's a lot of pressure here, right? But, <laughs> but uh, just close our time maybe with, if this is the last thing I get to say to you, here it is. Oh, so important. Yeah. The most important thing is that you understand who Christ is uh. and how he suffered. He died. He was buried. He rose again on your behalf because he loves you, mm. because God has a purpose for your life. And it may include suffering. But God knows that, and God will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Mm. Man, that's so great. Uh, we say at Sailorville, we are a gospel-centered church. Mm -hmm. You talked about gospel-centered recovery. We're part of a network of churches that are gospel-centered churches, planting gospel-centered churches. But we do not get to be all those things without gospel-centered people. Thank you for being one of those people. I pray that we are those types of people. We're not going to be an organization, a church, a network that is gospel-centered if we don't have gospel-centered people. So thanks for your example on that. And thanks for sharing this time with me and, uh, you know, with us by extension. And just praise the Lord for you. And I appreciate, appreciate you and David together and, and everything that God continues to do in your lives. And appreciate you folks as well being a part of this conversation here. Um, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'd love to interact with you, engage with you. If you've got questions or comments, leave that wherever you're, um, wherever you're consuming this content. We'd love to get back with you on that. And uh, Lori, is a, she's a woman of her word. She loves to meet with ladies, and uh, her and David together, I think, would encourage couples and men. And uh, Anybody that wants to engage with them can do that. So thank you again, Lori, and thank you for being a part of this podcast. Thank you.